Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Diversity in Fellowship. We are glad that you are with us today, with us this week. Uh, We are going to take a break from our What About series. We are going to come back to that. We've enjoyed that and definitely got some things, uh, some different issues that we want to talk about. Uh, But today, uh, we want to take a break from that. Over the weekend, I saw a tweet by George Yancey. Uh, who's a great author, professor, uh, Dr. George Yancey. And so, uh, and his yep. tweet was about uh, something that I think is important for us to discuss. I thought it was really helpful. And uh, what it was about was the idea of concept creep. And so I really think this is a helpful idea. We've talked about it some, or at least alluded to it. I don't think we've had that. I don't think we've used that language. And I think the language is helpful. So, uh, so today we're going to talk about the idea of concept creep. So, Kenny, Pastor Kenny, what is concept creep? All right. So, I'm just going to take it from what George Yancey said. Right, his definition. In his tweet. So he said, "Concept creep occurs when original concepts take on more than originally intended." It was developed by Haslam, who is Nick Haslam. He's a psychologist in Australia. Okay. So he says it was developed by Haslam and was generally used to show certain progressive concepts such as bigotry have taken on a life of their own. And so the idea is, is that we we get this concept like somebody being a bigot that has a certain definition, uh, a certain occurrence that are clearly bigotry. But then we start to expand that. It starts to creep into other things that are not necessarily bigotry, but we call them bigotry. Um, So in order to, um, which which we'll we'll get into the reasons why. There are reasons, yes. (laughs) There there are reasons Why that happens, right. right. And so that's, the idea behind concept creep. And so this is the name for it. This is something we we see a lot. Where are some places that we we see this, brother? Yeah, well, I mean, looking back, as I was reading through the thread, I it, it made me think about uh, the arguments that I used to see between kind of the Calvinist and non-Calvinist um, brothers. And so when I was in college, you know, I'm introduced to certain ideas and, and, and theologies, and, you know, Calvinism was one of those. And yet what I often saw in the arguments is that the non-Calvinists would assign certain beliefs or certain ideas to the Calvinists, and then the Calvinists would do the same thing. They would assign certain ideas to the non-Calvinists. And so, and I remember even then being frustrated by that because I'm like, neither one of us are really playing honest with each other. You know, we're, we're both kind of introducing these ideas or, and, and, and really the way what happened so often back then with that particular issue is that we would take the fringe kind of the fringes right. of the of what you know would be could maybe be called a calvinistic belief or a non-calvinistic belief and then we we would essentially define the center by the fringe right which is unhelpful right yes. i mean that you couldn't find hardly any calvinists who would say yeah i don't believe in evangelism and yet there were that was always a critique that was brought up 
you know, or you couldn't find any non, I mean, very few non-Calvinists were like, yeah, I'm into open theism, you know, like God doesn't even know the future. He's not sovereign at all. Like, <laughs> like the non-Calvinists are like, we agree with you. Like, yes. we don't think that, you know? And so I, I think I began to see it back then. Did, are there any things maybe in your history where you're like, yes, I, now I, I see this? Oh, I definitely have saw it with bigotry. Especially right. uh, being a being a black man, and and normally that term is used to describe prejudice against someone else of uh, someone else of a different group, and so bigotry was normally used to describe racism, like you you are racist against a certain group. But what ended up happening was is that me as a black Christian <laughs> right. is starting to be called a bigot for not agreeing with the the lifestyles and the and the um, beliefs of the LGBTQ community. And right. so it's, it's like, hey, you're using that term. I'm not saying I hate you or that right. I want to discriminate against you. Right. What I'm saying is I don't agree with you. Right. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily affirm your lifestyle. And so the term bigot is thrown at, at someone who is, uh, has experienced bigotry. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, that's not the same definition. that We're, we're, we're not saying that. Because I disagree with you, I'm a bigot. We're saying right. if I discriminate against you, right. I'm a bigot. Yes. So th- that's definitely a way I've seen it. Right. So Yancey gives a couple. I, he talks about two particular in his kind of thread. Yeah. Uh, the first is he, he talks about seeing concept creep in the idea of CRT. Yes. Critical race theory. And Woo. so... Uh, so here's his quote. He says, uh, instead, almost anything they do not like about attempts at diversity becomes CRT and must be opposed. Some even complain that teaching about institutional racism, criticizing colorblindness, or even discussing racial justice is CRT. And I, I mean, I, we see that all over the place. I mean, oh, yeah. we, we see people who are kind of coming against CRT for, uh, or, or really calling things CRT that aren't necessarily, don't have anything to do with the history of what um, that particular um, concept was teaching. And so there is this creep uh, into CRT. And I, I think it's so helpful. And I, I've seen this amongst a lot of my uh, white evangelical brothers who just want to call everything CRT. I mean, everything is CRT. And, and you could probably throw kind of the woke uh, terminology, oh, yes. the woke language into that. Uh, anything that I don't agree with, um, I'm just going to call it woke, right? And I'm just going to lump all of this stuff under woke, under CRT. So then it, you know, it's just easy to stop talking about it. You know? All right. Um, he also mentioned something else, though. What was the other um, idea he mentioned concept? So he's saying the, the idea of CRT is being used by the right, what yes. we would consider the right, mm-hmm. um, to shut down arguments. But on the left, the idea of Christian nationalism, mm-hmm. uh, you see this idea of concept creeped with that. Because, I mean, he quotes and says, anything you want to disagree with conservative Christians about, you call Christian nationalism. Right. <laughs> and right. So he gives the examples of being pro-life or pro-religious freedom. Uh, <laughs> he used, He actually posted an article where someone is called a Christian nationalist for... Uh, calling for 40 days of prayer and fasting. Right. Like those things, being pro-life, pro-religious freedom, and calling for prayer and fasting does not make you a Christian nationalist. Right. Uh, but 
if you want to disagree mm-hmm. with people who hold conservative views, Christians who hold conservative views, then you just lump everything into this negative mm-hmm. uh, term right? so that you don't have to deal with them. Right. And and he notes, I mean, I think it's interesting, he notes that um, there, there are ideas under both of these... <laughs> So we're at the church today, and apparently somebody has decided to give us a call. So, hey, that's the This phone. is not a show that you can we, call into, people. You can't call into I it. I know everybody right? is ready to talk to us right now, but you cannot call into this, really weird. this podcast. Right. So um, I'm going to try to just keep rolling while the phone <laughs> rings. Um, yes. So I, I think I mean part of you know part of what he's saying is that there are there are ideas in CRT that a Christian can agree with. Yes, there are ideas that we might label Christian nationalism or whatever that uh, can that we can say we agree with. And so the idea of just lumping everything in there and then throwing it all out is really unhelpful. Right. So so Kenny, here's the question: Why do why does this happen? Why yes. why does concept creep happen? So I would say systemically, institutionally, or, you know, even within our political system, we we have people in, in power who use this um, idea, this dynamic of concept creep in order to maintain power. Right. By creating uh, boogeymans and and straw men out of their enemies views. Right. And it's very intentional and very manipulative. And right. so. What I'm trying to do as a politician in in this moment is I'm trying to say everything this group does is this negative thing, mm-hmm. whether it's CRT, whether it's Christian nas- nationalism, mm-hmm. everything they do, whether it's good or or bad, I'm going to put under that umbrella mm-hmm. so that the public can look at them bad and they can vote for me instead of them. Right, and so it, it it's a mechanism to to produce fear within yeah. us right. so that we can make sure we we vote for a certain party mm-hmm. so that they can stay in power or so that they can gain power. Right. Um, it is something that both parties do. Mm-hmm. Uh, most politicians do. And it is very, very intentional and manipulative. Right. How else do you see this happening? Why, why else do you see this happening? Right. I think some of it is it's just an obsession with winning the argument. Yes. And so I don't want to be wrong, man. What that's you right. talking about? One, if if you can throw out things that everybody's going to say, yeah, that's terrible, that's bad, that's awful, and if you can label your opponent's arguments under those things, then I mean, you it looks it's it looks as if you've won the argument. Oh yeah. So if 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 Kenny and I are arguing and we're going back and forth and Kenny makes a statement about why he believes a certain way and then I say everything that Kenny just said is marxist. Yes. socialist, communist, right? Whatever, right. whatever right. negative term, <laughs> right? hyper-calvinist, you know, yes. I mean, you can throw up all kinds of things and if the term that I'm using is viewed by the majority of people as a negative thing, yes. Then, then you, it's like, well, he got him there. He got, got him. him. You know, he showed how he was being, and so that's if you can take CRT and make it this negative, awful, ugly thing like 
communism or Marxism or socialism, and then and then lump everything under that, you looks like you won the argument. Same yeah. thing on the other side, right? If you can take Christian nationalism and lump all this kind of, you know, basically all these arguments underneath it, and you convince everybody that this is a terrible, awful, ugly thing, then you win the argument. And so right. it's it's really a way to to essentially try to win the argument. I yes. think. And so I think that's a real motivation. What else? What else would you think is maybe another motivation for using concept creep? Well, it shuts down the conversation. Yeah. If it's something that I don't want to talk about or it's something that I don't want to be held accountable mm. for, right? then I can use the label of CRT. I can use the label of Christian nationalism. I can call you a racist. I can do any number of things to, to mm-hmm. make you seem negative right. so that I don't necessarily have to discuss this or I don't have to necessarily examine myself to see if I'm actually right. uh, guilty of what you're actually coming to me about. Mm. And, you know, Yancey has a good you know tweet about that. He says, if everything becomes Christian nationalism, then nothing truly is Christian nationalism. Right. That makes real conversations about potentially problematic elements in the Christian community impossible to discuss like CRT Christian nationalism, Christian nationalism becomes a way to shut down discussion. Yeah. So churches don't have to examine themselves. Christians don't have to examine themselves. Right. If we can just go ahead and label things, uh, something negative. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I, I think, and I, I really do think the whole shutting down the conversation. I mean, again, you just see yes. that a lot. I mean, it's just throw it out there, conversation over. I've won the argument. Let's move on to something else, you know. And uh, so I think that's, I think that's a problem. I think one final one that we <laughs> that we have to add is is there is kind of this blind allegiance, yes, or maybe you could even call it ignorance, you yes. Know? Ignorance Where, because of the blind allegiance. That's right. That's right. Yes. Because people are just supporting their leaders whether it's a political leader or it's, you know, whatever, another type of leader, they're just supporting this leader without actually looking at the arguments that they're making. Right. And so the leader comes out, the, we'll just use um, political leader. A political leader comes out and says, all this stuff is woke and it's bad. All this stuff is CRT and it's bad. And so we're like, okay, you know, we'll just follow, you know, whatever he, what, what he's saying has got to be right because we support yes. him. And so... Or you're the other way. A political leader comes out and says Christian nationalism is terrible and it's it's the worst thing ever, and uh, and all of this stuff that my political opponent is doing is is under that umbrella, and so you got other people who are like, yeah, that's right, you know, all this is terrible, and and um, so I do think, I mean, again, you might not assign the the negative motives to those, but but you but it becomes this blind allegiance. Which has yeah led led folks into being ignorant about the true issues. About yes, really. And again, uh, if you're if you just want to shut down the discussion, if your goal is to just win the argument and shut down the discussion, then uh, we all you always have to be careful of. Am I closing my? Am I? <laughs> am I really thinking about this, or am I just kind of closing my mind to this? Am I not willing to have this discussion? And so I think that I think that is a real I think that's a real problem uh, when it comes to concept creep. So. Pastor Kenny, we, we kind of laid it out. This is what it is. This is where we see it. This is uh, some of the motivations behind it. How do we avoid it? So the first thing is we need to have clear definitions. I think Yancey, he referenced this in, in his tweet thread, is that um, we just have to 
make sure we actually know what we're talking about. Right. So, and, and I think that's the issue with CRT is because nobody really knows right. what it, I mean, CRT is master level type stuff. Right. It's, it's difficult. It's a <laughs> difficult concept. It's a difficult, really difficult concept. It was like mm-hmm. legal theory. Yeah. Right. Type stuff. <laughs> this is not something. Is, yeah. And so the, yeah, the, even the idea that it's being taught and, you know, our, uh, elementary schools right. it's crazy because right. we can't even understand That's the right. concepts yes and so as much as it's possible for us to do we need to have uh clear definitions of what we're talking about so that we mm. can see uh what it's not we need right. to know what it is so we can know that what it's not and so that we can have um better discussions and mm-hmm. and we can actually debate these things right but make sure that when we're doing it, we're defining uh, the different things mm-hmm. clearly. Yeah. What else, good. brother? Well, I mean, um, I mean, part of it is, is that we, we have to love our enemies. Yes. Because that's, again, going back to that argument, we were just trying to win the argument. That, that doesn't seem to flow with what Jesus was saying when he, said, when he told us to love our enemies. Right. I mean, I, I get it. We, we want to win the argument if we're arguing with somebody who doesn't believe in the Lord or doesn't want to uh, follow... Um, or wants to argue with us about Christian morals or those types of things. Like, yeah, we want to we want to be able to make a good argument, but we need to trust that our arguments are good enough. And 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 it needs to begin with, hey, I love the person across from me. Yes, I I want to actually help the person across from me see that what I'm that I'm arguing is is actually true. I want them to follow Jesus. I want them to trust in Jesus. And so. If that's not our motive in the discussion, if we if we don't actually love our enemies, then maybe we need to stop. You know, before some of those discussions, before we hit tweet or before we hit um, post or whatever, and and really say, okay, Lord, do I do I really love the people that I'm arguing with here? Am, am right. I really trying to help them see the truth? If I'm not, then what am I doing? You know, like, yes. why why do I not love them and and what do I need to do to love them more? I mean, how can I love them more? And so I think uh, just we we need to, in um, part of this in the whole, you know, that with the concept creep is we need to love people enough not to misrepresent them. Yes. Like I don't, I'm not just going to make up stuff and cut and say this is what you believe and then I'm going to talk about how terrible that is when the <laughs> when the other person would say I don't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's not what I believe. Right. And so again, I mean, going back to the Calvinist army, I'm like, I remember Calvinist brothers saying things about non-Calvin and I'm like, that's not what they believe. Yes. And that, like, that was frustrating to me. Cause I'm like, that's not fair. I mean, do I, am you know, do I want to, I mean, am I siding over here? Sure. But like, I don't want to, I don't want to win the argument by misrepresenting the person. Like that's yeah. not helpful. Especially, and I think this is important. Yes. Especially when you're, especially when it's two brothers. That's the thing. What what we end up doing is we're creating enemies <laughs> by misrepresenting <laughs> right. our brothers and sisters. Uh, uh, yes. In that's Christ, right. yeah. it's like they're they're not supposed to be our enemies. Yeah, we're not right. supposed to be saying slandering basically right. our brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, so in order to w- win an argument, yeah. <laughs> like, what we end up doing is we, we end up making them out to be enemies right. by, uh, misrepresenting their views and misrepresenting them. And I mean, that's deeply sinful. And yeah. so yeah. Uh, we, we have to love our brothers and sisters yeah. enough to, to say, Hey, we, we disagree on this. I'm going to represent you well. Right. And 
at the end of the day, we're still brothers and sisters. Like we That's don't right. have to, mm-hmm. you know, fight about this right. all the time. Yeah. What else would you add? So you got, you know, we want to clear definitions. We want to love our enemies. How else do we avoid it? Love the truth. Yeah. Love the truth. We we cannot allow our our blind allegiance to um, our leaders, to our parties, to blind us from what the word of God says right. or to what the truth is. Right. Like we are people of the truth through and through. Right. And so we we cannot allow what we want to be true and what our leaders say are true to keep us from the truth. Yeah. yeah. I think that's good. And, and, and I, I mean, I think along those lines, I mean, I think we need to, um, I mean, one, one thing, I, one final thing I would add is just be humble about the whole deal. Yes. Because I know, I mean, I know at times in my life, I've thought I've got a handle on the truth and I'm, you know, I pretty much got it. Yes. And then come back later and realize, man, I was not even considering this or I wasn't thinking about this. I mean, I, that's been true of my life, even theologically, right? I mean, I kind of was raised and believed certain things or believed certain ideas, and yet, as when I got to college and seminary and began to study the Bible more, I was like, nope, I think I need to shift. I think I need to, and and it's not always, um, you know, okay, I've got to not believe this, and now I have to believe this, right? right? Or I've, I've I reject this, now I accept this. Yes. Some of what we're talking about, especially in like diversity conversations. Um, or, or in, um, you know, co- conversations about um, America and our country, but like, like there needs, we need to understand, maybe I just need to nu- nuance this a little bit better. Maybe I need to think through this idea, or maybe I've just never thought about this when it comes to diversity, or, right. um, you know, maybe I've never thought about this when it comes to being patriotic. And so, Again, it's not a, we don't have to dig our heels in and say, I can't learn, you know, I can't. Uh, I've arrived, <laughs> I've got all this figured out, and I there's nothing more for me to learn, there's nothing more for me to, and that's always a dangerous spot. It is. You know, and, and yet I, I think if we're, if we're honest enough, we can say we've all been there. Oh, yeah. And we probably all got things that, you know, we, we have to, we have to be careful about uh, just, just saying, no, I don't have anything else to learn on this issue. Yes, um, and so I, I think that would help us avoid uh, assigning motives and misrepresenting, uh, con- you know, a concept creep. No, no, we want to just be humble. We want to learn. We want to listen, um, and we don't want to m- misrepresent. And so I, I think that's, I think that's important to anything you would add there on just being humble. Yeah, I would. I would say it needs to happen at every level. Yeah, that's like, good. Like at yeah. the individual level, I need to be humble in regards to uh, myself. Right. Uh, and then at the ethnic level, mm-hmm. like I need to be humble in regards to uh, my ethnic group. Yeah. Uh, at the institutional level, the church level, I need to be humble in regards. Like I don't need to have um, unrealistic or or just false ideas that I am or my ethnic group or my church or my nation is greater than what it actually is. Right. And yeah. so when when something negative or when when someone says something um that is a bit that criticize uh, in a in a way that I immediately reject it and say it's CRT or Christian nationalism or racist or any of those things. Right. Like right. I have to be able to say either I don't <laughs> I don't know about those things. Mm-hmm. I don't know it all about those things or we are not as great as or I'm not as great yeah. as I mm-hmm. think I am. 
So yeah, that's good. I just think you have to, the humility has to permeate through everything we are and everything we belong to. Yeah, that's good. All those different levels. Yes. You know, it's so important to have it. Cool. Only one perfect is Christ. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yes. that's right. Um. Well, good. So we want to have our uh, crazy question. Yes. So we were thinking about uh, concept creep. And um, so, so Kenny, what is the, um, uh, maybe in your life, what's the craziest way that you have kind of seen concept creep? And, and obviously this is a crazy question. Yes. It might be a little bit humorous right. in this, but, but what, what is uh, some ways or, or a way, one of the craziest ways that you've seen this? So um, it's, it's an established fact in my mind that beans, like a pot of beans by themselves, mm. are disgusting. Like beans are just okay. that. I mean, that's wrong. Yeah. But but I understand that yeah, that's your just, opinion. It, yeah, it's just disgusting. And yeah, so, wait, 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 hold on, clarification. Any beans, like white beans, white black beans, beans, black beans, kidney beans. beans. If it's just a pot green, of beans, green I don't beans, care. the yes. green beans <laughs> even in there. Not not necessarily green beans. They're not necessarily a bean. Okay, yeah, right. You know, beans, just like those type of beans, Anything. just disgusting. Okay. And so the creep comes in when any dish, oh. <laughs> where any mm. type of bean, yes. I don't care what you've done to the bean, mm. refried beans, <laughs> I don't care what but you... But now, okay. <laughs> I don't care. Jelly beans, <laughs> jack in the beanstalk. Now, wait a minute. You cannot <laughs> throw jelly beans into this. Jelly beans are the worst candy. Are you serious? Yes. You just haven't had the right ones. No, no. Have you had the Starburst jelly beans? I've had the Starburst jelly beans. They're incredible. No, they are an offense to Starburst. Mm. I would rather hoping for a sponsorship for the podcast. I mean, for real, they Starburst just sent me some Starburst. Like you didn't got to send me any variety of Starburst, and I'll take all the jelly beans except jelly beans. Mm. I guess jelly beans are offense to candy. Yeah, I got a only thing worse than jelly beans is candy corn. Candy corn is an offense. (laughs) I agree with you. Happy October, everybody. Rice, yes, but like. So I mean, like, so if somebody if somebody puts beans in their chili, because chili often has yes. beans in it, you're like, forget it, get forget it away it. from me. Anything with beans in it, that's crazy. It's negative. It's a negative thing. It's like don't put beans and mm. stuff. Like any but, bean. Okay, so so we've <laughs> talked about the error of concept creep. Today. Yes. Maybe you need to reconsider. May, maybe I need to reconsider. Okay. But you know, maybe. I'm still. Yeah, you know, I, I used to be a little more adventurous and say I'm going to try different people's beans and different people's bean yes. dishes, and mm-hmm. it's just something something with the texture, man. You know, it's just mm-hmm. not right. That's funny. It's just not right. I mean, that's sad to me because I'm I'm just thinking of all of these different dishes that are being lost on Kenny because mm. of concept creep. They are not I mean, being lost. They are. Yes. <laughs> They're good. I'm going to have the humility to say maybe I'm missing out on some stuff. Okay, but, uh, that'll work, right? I haven't found that yet. I mean, like, if my sons try to, re- you know, like, sometimes they're like, well, I don't like cheese or I don't like whatever. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You you can't do that because you miss out on all these great, great things. Yes, yes. But, yeah. Okay, so for me, there was no re- there was no way for me to have a podcast this morning and not talk about my love my absolute love for the greatest football team on the planet, <laughs> the Tennessee Volunteers. So here we go. I got to let it you know. It was coming. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Come on. Sing, sing it, Kenny. Sing it with me. 
Hail to the Victors is much better. What are you talking Everybody about? Everybody knows Michigan's no. fight song is much better. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Our fight song is like something about drinking on the mountains. How could it be better, right? I mean, make a moonshine. It's incredible. <laughs> so, uh, but here's so here's the concept, Creep. If you don't know, Tennessee defeated Alabama for the first time in 15 years. Yes. yes. It was incredible. I was yelling. I ran around the house. It was incredible. We had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. First time in Isaiah's lifetime that we that defeated Alabama in a football game. <laughs> that is crazy. First time in his lifetime. <laughs> yeah, never. So, uh, yeah. And But my concept creep is is that I obviously am not an Alabama football fan, right? Nope. If, you, if you support Tennessee, you can't like Alabama. But that creeps into being a hater of the whole entire state. <laughs> Everything Alabama. Right? I mean, like when we're, if we're driving and we're going to the beach, we have to drive through Alabama. Yes. It's like, as soon as we cross into the state line, I'm like suspicious. You know, I'm like, this is a terrible place. And, and that's not fair, Kenny. There's it's probably not. some good, faithful people, probably even some Christians there. Probably maybe, some. maybe even a couple right. of decent churches, you know, in <laughs> the state. But for me, it's like, no, nope, you got to hate everything, about, everything Alabama. about Alabama. You know, all the stuff that's going on. There's nothing good can come. Uh, it's like, what good can come out of Nazareth? You know, yes. what good can come out <laughs> Tuscaloosa? Wasn't there nothing. a group like nothing. named Alabama? Yeah, there was. Yes. There was, yeah. And it's hard for me to listen to their music. I mean, they have a, a couple of decent <laughs> tracks, but it's hard for me to listen to their music. There's something I mean, wrong with it. You shouldn't name Janet yeah. yourself that. Now, here's what's weird, right? Here's the irony. Everybody's talking about this this weekend. Alabama had a song called Dixieland Delight. Uh-huh. Alabama loves it. The, the University of Alabama, they play it at their football games. Yes. Guess what state Dixieland Delight is actually about? <laughs> Tennessee. Tennessee. Crazy. <laughs> so... I don't know what's happening with concept creep there. there. Something weird. That's Something like reverse. Weird. It's just reverse weird. creep. Yeah. So that's just anyway. weird. Well, hey guys, <laughs> thanks. Uh, thanks for listening to us this week. Again, we hope that that idea of concept creep can be helpful for you, and uh, we look forward to catching up with you next week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.